For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're tuned in to Grip It and Rip It, sponsored by LB's Meat Market. We're going to get started here in a second, but first, let's hear from LB's. Grip It and Rip It with Brian Scott Rippey is brought to you by LB's Meat Market. LB's, the preeminent butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi, the place to go for any and all of your meat needs. Just right now, they've got the Lane Train Special, a six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet for $10. they got fresh seafood, grill packs, and a lot of different types of sausages. Put simply, if your grill is in need of meat, the only place to go in Oxford, Mississippi is LB's Meat Market. Give them a call today at 662-259-2999. That's 662-259-2999. Stop by and see them at 2008 University Avenue. That's just across the street from Kroger. It's LB's Meat Market, your butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. says hello friends to introduce the masters i am brian scott rippy this is another edition of fresh cuts greg the meat sharp on the other line happy friday to all of you listening out there i uh, hope you're uh, gearing up for a good weekend hope everyone in the mississippi area in particular is staying safe with hurricane delta i'm far from a meteorologist but i did look at a forecast this morning saw that at least it's kind of making landfall a little bit west of originally intended now which is you know for mississippi's sake good but that means it's headed toward lake charles again which they just recovered from a or or still recovering i should say from off one so wherever you're listening from if you're in the impact of the storm uh please be safe we'll be thinking about you is what i'm saying i'm kind of rambling what's up man man you know uh we're ready for alabama to come into town it's going to be a little bit different weekend but uh, you know, we're still prepared and we're ready to go. Um, just, uh, before, you know, before I you know, start, I would think the safest job in America is a meteorologist. You're never wrong. You're never right. You can just, you know, oh, it's going to go right there. And it just goes, ends up going like 150 miles west of it, you know. So um, hopefully everybody's staying safe down there. So. Yeah, so on that note, Ole Miss pushed its pushed the game back with Alabama. If you don't have internet or have been living under a rock and are just now hearing of it, the kickoff is now six thirty Central Time. You were texting me last night. I was we were kind of joking about it. Like whoever predicted that ninety minutes was going to be a huge difference maker is either the greatest meteorologist of all time or just a gigantic asshole. So yeah. like you have a hurricane that delayed a game by ninety minutes. It's like one of those things doesn't add up there. I'm not going to pretend to know, feel like I know any better. If 630 gives them a better chance to play, you know, with the storm moving a little west, maybe it's them just trying not to catch the game in the heat of the rain. I don't know. I'm just guessing and speculating. But I did kind of get a kick out of just, you know, you're worried about this very serious hurricane and hoping everyone stays safe and you move the kickoff <laughs> an hour and a half. That one didn't add up to me. Look, I mean, uh, I, I just – People need to stop being so soft. This is ridiculous. I mean, how many miles are we from the uh, the hurricane where it's so bad, you know, and we're delaying? A, a, I think it's maybe media related. I don't know. It's not a big, I mean, like I said, um, let's uh, play football in the rain. Yeah, fortunately for Ole Miss and, and Oxford, it's looking like just a bunch of rain, like in, in terms of a safety standpoint. Um, and particularly, like I said, with the thing kind of moving west, like you're kind of out of the direct impact of it. But anyway, that game's moving uh, to 90 minutes, 6.30. We've got all kinds of NFL games, college games. Full slate this week. Last week was a, was a tough one. Last week was brutal on my end. Not great on yours, but you were not near as bad as me. 
So you went four and three in the SEC games. You had a winning Saturday. I did not. I went two and five. And then the NFL games, you went four, nine, and one. I went three, ten, and one, which brings our weekly total to eight, twelve, and one for you, five, fifteen, and one for me. Uh, so go ahead and drop that Venmo, and I'll send someone fifteen bucks. Is, yeah, uh, for is, sure. I token. mean, so is it supposed to be? You know, is the one person that's going to request? Uh, I mean, is it supposed to be one hundred and fifty bucks this week? You know, jeez. We did have someone last week request, and you sent them money, correct? I mean, I, I, I'm just glad that we have one listener out there. I mean, I'm I'm really excited about the one listener dropping their uh, Venmo and saying, "Hey, you know, I, I need fifteen bucks. You know, y'all lost me some money this week." So. Uh, it's a good point. We didn't guy. get shut That's out. <laughs> That's just funny. Yeah, but yes, I did spend send fifteen dollars. I'm a man of my word. Uh, so yes, uh, you know, I should have maybe done a, my Donald Trump voice and be like, hey, look, if you want hundred and fifty bucks, <laughs> just drop your Venmo. Uh, think about your boy later. You know, um, so. if you're dumb enough to take our picks and expecting to be profitable all year. <laughs> You uh, you I'm you just, just probably shouldn't be listening. Enjoying, I'm just hoping that everybody's enjoying it. We're we're two good dudes enjoying ourselves, and we uh bet we we bet every game, but not really. But yes, we do. But uh, but we have uh, we got an exclusive lineup going. We are going to go through every every game, and we're going to have our stone cold locks of the day. So we're probably going to do like five. So I mean, I would probably consider these five picks that uh, you're about to listen to for sure. Yeah, so you went right where I was going. We're making an amendum change. We do pick them all on this show. We don't do stayaways. We pick them all. We pick them all. But we're making a slight amendum to the rule. How about a lane train lock? Does that work? I think that kind of rolls off the tongue. Basically, to think of it as five tokens. We're going to put throughout our games, we're going to uh, forecast five lane train locks apiece. And those are our real picks. And I'll start gauging those separately from our total record and see how we do. Because as I mentioned, who the hell cares? We're just having fun. But in terms of actually keeping up a sustainable record, picking all seven SEC games and 16 NFL games a week is literally impossible to keep having a winning record. I would argue that 38, 43, and 1, which is what we are both at for the season, picking every single NFL game is actually not too shabby. But I digress. So yeah, five I mean, lane train I would, locks I, I would each week. definitely not kick us out of bed for sure. I think what Jeez. we need to do is we need to have a, uh, I need to record uh, a train coming through Como, you know, when the when he's laying on the horn, and so whenever we call the lock, we put the horn down so it just wakes up our listeners because they're probably bored with us, you know, until they wait for the horn to, uh, to go off. I like that idea. You can send the sound effect to Ben, and I'll make him hunt for the lane train locks to plug in throughout the podcast. I'm sure he yeah. would love that. You know, just drop it, like, just kind of, like, sound like, I think I'm going to go lane train special here and just have, like, the horn in the background. So, yeah, man. Let's <laughs> we'll roll. roll oh, I should say, before we roll into it, what's going on at the store? Uh, you know, Oxford area, probably not prime grilling weather, but I'm going to throw a curveball at you. What kind of stuff you got going on? If it's a rainy day and you're watching football on a rainy day, what's good to like throw on a skillet or an oven inside? What's an indoor gr- like quote unquote grilling experience? Obviously, I know you can't grill inside. I'm not that dumb. But uh, what's some indoor stuff you can roll with this weekend if it's raining outside? I mean, you can do mostly everything that we sell. I mean, what would be a really nice thing is you would do the uh, duck pop, uh, duck poppers, everything on a sheet pan and throw it in the oven and just bake it on low temperature at like 350 for about 20, 25 minutes with the duck poppers. Get those jalapeno poppers in there also. You can do a, like a stuffed pork chop. We've got a, a flying pig and a Swayze stuffed pork chop that you can throw in the oven, 375 for about 40 minutes. Uh, you know, you can finish it off on the cast iron. Uh, you know, but there's a, a, a lot of good options that can go. Uh, you can actually get your crock pot and get you uh, low and slow, put a little pot roast or uh, make a soup, get you some Wagyu ground beef and throw off in some veg- fresh vegetables from the garden and make you a little soup out of the crock pot. That sounds good. Yeah, I was about to say, that all sounds awesome, particularly the duck poppers. I'm a sucker for those things. Those are so good. And honestly, you'd prefer obviously, to have great sunny fall weather because we've dealt with enough crap throughout 2020. But 
if you're kind of having like a nice little personal day Saturday, you know, stuck inside the house when it's raining, having some good food and a ton of football on the television ain't the worst way to spend a Saturday. Oh, for sure. Well, what you can do is um, take that chicken spinach feta out of, uh, out of the casing and make a patty and make a chicken spinach feta, you know, sam- burger out of it instead of like a regular burger. And you can do that with all our sausages. So maybe, you know, put something like that together, change it up for a little bit. He's here to help you survive the rain and make you money at the same time. You heard it first here. Let's roll into these picks. We're going to pick all the SEC games again, roll through the NFL games. You know the drill. It's the LB's uh, board, or I don't even know what to call this. I keep calling yeah. it board spreadsheet. Hey, I will say I, will, I did uh, drop some money opportunities uh, on the last podcast. The Swiss Skydiver and Authentic uh, $1. That's right, the horse racing. The uh, the uh, Swiss Skydiver Authentic uh, Exacta, a one dollar Exacta, paid thirty eight bucks. So, if you bet one dollar on the Swiss Skydiver and Authentic, you would have gotten paid thirty eight dollars. So, you know, there's uh, there's other money making opportunities out there other than the NFL and college football. But I will say that uh, the Swiss Skydiver pulled through for us. She dug in and won. That's a sick name too, Swiss skydiver. I don't even know what that means, but it's what's uh what's the blades of glory line? Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people yeah. going. Oh, yeah. I love that. We name. might need to call it the Swiss skydiver uh, uh, lock of the day. Swiss, Swiss skydiver lock of the day. Why don't we just throw out random names each time? Five different names for the five tokens we get to spend for our real picks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Here we go. SEC games are uh, going to be a good weekend. Some really interesting matchups. Um, I'm not This sheet I have in front of me this weekend with the games is not any particular time order, so forgive me. This is just kind of a hodgepodge of game time, so please do not plan your day accordingly around these. Uh, we're going to actually start with the nightcap. Mississippi State is a one-and-a-half-point underdog at Kentucky. Mississippi State lost a baffling game to Arkansas last week on the heels of of a really impressive win in Baton Rouge. In a lot of ways, look, Leach always has a lot of ups and downs with the spread offense thing. But I also think it was a little bit underscoring of maybe just how weird this college football season is going to be, right? You've already got Oklahoma lost twice. State goes on the road and beats LSU and then allows Arkansas to win their first SEC game since 2017. Like, just a lot of weird stuff is going to happen, and it's going to be a roller coaster if you're really tied to expectations for your team this season. But uh, where are you going on this? I think I'm going Kentucky. They ran the ball for 400 yards last week against Ole Miss and somehow lost a football game. That really has to sting. You know, kicking woes, what a crazy game that was. But, man, that has to sting. I don't think Kentucky's a bad football team at, at 0-2. I really don't. They run the ball well. They have great offensive and defensive lines. They just played poorly at Auburn. Couldn't really stop Ole Miss with their secondary. Matt played lights out. Um, I'm going to go Kentucky here because I think they really need this because their schedule stiffens up after this. Um, I have to agree with you right here, Rippy. I mean, I think Kentucky's a, uh, is a, one of the best 0-2 uh, o- or Owen, uh, yeah, Owen two, yeah, Owen two football team in the country, and you know they kind of got out of their element against Ole Miss, and you know you got to give credit to that Ole Miss team. You know that uh, there's nine times out of ten that Ole Miss team, you know, down two touchdowns, usually lays down and loses, you know, by three or four touchdowns. So um, got to give credit to the Rebels on that, but I think Kentucky's a good club, and um, I like it a lot. I, um, I'm just going to go right out the bat. Uh, just opened up a fresh beer, so we're going to call it the uh, the fresh cut lock of the lock of the uh, weekend. We're going to go Kentucky straight out the gift. Damn, you just stole my thunder. I was about to apologize to the state fans that listen to this podcast because I know there are a few of you. I was going to go ahead and throw the uh, my I'm am I'm still am I'm going to throw my lane train lock whatever you want to call this. I'm using one of my tokens for this one. I love Kentucky here. I think State will be fine in the long run, but they really need this game, and it's essentially a pick em, you know, at one and a half. I love this spot for Kentucky. So we're both spending one out of the gates coming out aggressive. Um, yeah, I mean, I know <laughs> that we just lost the one and a half uh, State fans that uh, listened to the podcast, which, you know, I'm totally fine. Hopefully they left us at least a two and a half uh, star rating. So, it's all good, you know, but I think, uh, like you were saying, you know, state's going to be good in the long run, but 
you know, Kentucky's already established, a, you know, a decent what they want to do with every game that they play. And I think they just got out of uh, character and, the, you know, they started play, passing and should have just kept running it. And uh, they'll continue to keep running it and then uh, and not put the air raid attack or whatever it's called. Uh, on the field, so I like Kentucky to roll here. Good. Yeah, I just think they need it more, and I think this is a good spot for them. And it, like I said, you're not even having to give up a field goal there. I think that's pretty good value. Second one is a really fascinating game: Georgia Tennessee. This is kind of a I know it's a weird year, but Tennessee. I mean, this is kind of ten, one of Tennessee's prove it games, right? I mean, they get Alabama as their permanent West opponent between Georgia Alabama. And Florida, you would think like Jeremy Pruitt would love to pick one, if not more, of those three teams off to kind of announce your arrival, right? It's year three. They have the nation's longest winning streak, whatever you want to make of that. They've beat up on some really bad teams if you really want to go back through the numbers. Not taking anything away from Kentucky. I think they, excuse me, Tennessee. I think they've kind of got it rolling. I think Pruitt kind of knows what he's doing. Can he kind of crack uh, that, that hemisphere or stratosphere or whatever you want to call it that Georgia and Florida in that remains to be seen but I think there's a couple of really important games for Tennessee this year and uh, it starts right here that being said Georgia was so dominant defensively against Auburn I just can't Tennessee's gonna have to prove it to me before I roll with them I'm gonna go Georgia minus the 12 and a half here I think this could end up being a good game and if this is a three-point game in the fourth quarter it's not gonna I just think Georgia shocked me with how good their defense was, even though I don't necessarily believe in their quarterback play. So I, I think I'm just going to have to make Tennessee prove it to me one time. Georgia here. Yeah, I mean, whenever I originally uh, thought this uh, about this game, I honestly thought the line was a little bit too high for people to get some action on. I, if they had done it at like plus seven and a half, that thing would have gotten bedded up to 13 and a half, which I think it already is up to almost 13 and a half uh, on the live line. But, man, you know, you look at Georgia, they've got Alabama next week. And, you know, back-to-back games with uh, Tennessee, which, you know, that's kind of their – this is kind of like their point to prove, like you were saying. And uh, I I like it. I like Tennessee. Um, You know, I might be proven wrong here, and I might not think that Pruitt's the option for him, but he's had him in the right direction. And, uh, you know, he's 2-0 and on the year, and uh, this is a big game, and he's probably marked it on his calendar. So um, getting double digits, I'm going to definitely take it. So I think Tennessee proves a point, you know. Uh, look for Georgia might to be looked forward next week for that big game against Alabama, and uh, look for Tennessee to just go all in on this game. That's another angle that's interesting. I didn't think about it from that vantage point. That is going to be a fascinating game in a week. So you're going Tennessee on that one. The next one we have on the list in no particular time order is Ole Miss Alabama now at 630, as we mentioned earlier. The Rebels are uh, getting 24 at home. And honestly, I hate to be that guy, but Ole Miss just gave up 400 yards on the ground to Kentucky. Alabama has the best defensive offensive line, I should say, in college football, Mac Jones has 13 incompletions this year. Their wide receivers are sick. Ole Miss's secondary can't guard anyone. I know it's going to be raining. I know it's going to be different. I hate to be that guy, but I, I really do not see this being close. I don't. I mean, I think Ole Miss will score some points, but, man, you're talking about if Ole Miss scores 21 points on that Alabama defense, they're going to have to hold Alabama let me, uh, hold to, on, what, let 45? Let, let me stop you right there. How many points did you think? that Rich Rod offense was going to score against that LSU defense. That's fair. But, man, at that point, that was a wounded LSU team who was really coming off a couple of their biggest wins of the season and not really trying. So, I don't know. I just – I I, I don't see this. I was just throwing that out there for the listeners. They're like, oh, he's got a point. I'm going to lay the tide here. I'm going to lay the 24. I I hope I'm wrong in that sense, but I'm going – I'm going. I mean, I think here. this is just a straight up Marty the Moose game. You know, like sometimes Marty's on your side and sometimes Marty isn't on your side. But um, I just think that Alabama is just going to be too much early and often, and they've got to. I mean, they need to turn this into a uh, up twenty-eight to seven at halftime, and uh, because they've got Georgia next week, and I really think that it's going to be a second-half football game, and I think the offense is going to move a little bit better. And 
you know, of course, Alabama's going to be up 28 points, 35 points at times. But, um, you know, uh, I think there'll be a couple touchdowns, and I think the Rev's going to lose by by three touchdowns. So I'll take the 24 here. Fair enough. Uh, The next one, I was tempted when I was looking through this right before we were doing the show. I was tempted to do an LB's lock here, but I'm going to stay away from it. It's Texas A&M and Florida. Florida, Texas A&M was trounced by Alabama last week, and that was getting, for me, the second TV treatment. It was basically at the same time as the Ole Miss game. So I, I admit I wasn't super locked into this game. But the way it looked is Alabama kicked the living shit out of them and really didn't play that well. Alabama's not running the football well by their standards. I think they're averaging just under four yards a rush. I think it's actually like three and a half. It's not great by their standards. I think all of their uh, rushing woes will be unfortunately remedied by playing this Ole Miss defense this week. But my point being, Alabama didn't play that well. Kellen Mond just kind of is what he is at this point. There's no offensive flow there. I really love Florida minus six and a half, even though it's on the road. Florida being on the road and going to College Station, I know no crowd, but still the idea of it is why I'm staying away from a lane train lock, but I really like Florida here. Honestly, if you really want to kind of have a shrewd one here, the teaser basket between teasing Florida down to plus one or plus one and a half, whatever it is, or plus a half, uh, I can't do math right now, uh, and having Georgia down to like four might be the ticket there. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of good teaser and uh, parlay options out there. Uh, just got to be smart with it, you know. I, I and all honestly, after uh, these first bets that we've covered, I really like just a solid three-man teaser. Just go with uh, Kentucky, tease it up, and then go with Alabama, tease it down, and then, um, you know, it's a tough call. I, I. I I really like Florida too, man. I think they're pretty legit. Um, if if um, uh, if Trask and you know and Dan Mullen go into Texas A&M with a you know crowdless waivers or towel waivers, you know which whatever. Uh, I, I like Florida a lot too, man. I'm gonna have to go with you, but uh, with you not doing your lock, I'm gonna do the lock now. And that way, you've got five and I've got three, so. I'm going to go Florida and lock it up for sure. I love, I love this bet. I've only got four. I went with you on the Kentucky one. I'm just staying oh, okay. away here just because it's on the road. But we're on the same train of thought here. I really like Florida here. I'm just hesitating on making it one of my uh, five token locks. Arkansas. I, think, I mean, you know, uh, if Texas A&M doesn't, you know, do what Jimbo Th- Fisher, you know, they paid him to do, uh, they might be um, – looking at other options because, um, you know, Texas A&M has some money and they didn't come to the SEC to, uh, you know, be second fiddle to anybody. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I just don't see how you can bet on Texas A&M after watching them play last week. Maybe it's just a sign of how good Alabama is because I think Alabama is going to sleepwalk to the West this year. I mean, who the hell is challenging Alabama in the West? LSU's got all kinds of issues defensively. A&M sucks. Auburn can't move the football with any consistency. And the other three programs just aren't on that wavelength yet. They've got new coaches in their building. So congrats to Alabama on SEC West title. Um, The next one we have, Auburn is minus 13.5 at home against Arkansas. This feels like a trap of all traps. You really trust Auburn to move the football to the tune of 13 points? They really shouldn't have even scored 29 against Kentucky. Kentucky had two horrid turnovers, and and Auburn didn't even move the ball that well in week one. They did absolutely nothing against Georgia last week. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to go with Arkansas here on the road after a big win last week. They're scrappy, they're fun, and they're competent enough. I'm going to go Arkansas here. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you on this. You know, uh, Bo Nix is overrated. I'll say it once, I'll say it twice, and then I'll say it again. Maybe he'll tweet at our podcast and say that he's not overrated. But he's overrated, man. You know, and Arkansas is going to lock down uh, just because they just got done doing the same offense that uh, they just went up against the same, basically the same offense that against Mississippi State. So I think they're used to it. You know, uh, one win, regardless of how many of you lost, you know, if it's 25, four, whatever. One win gives you a lot of confidence. You you know, that next Monday you feel a little bit better. 
And uh, I think Arkansas, you know, uh, you have to give them credit. You know, they grind. They, they, and, of course, Leach w- loses games that he's not supposed to win, and he wins games that he's supposed to not win. But um, I, I like Arkansas a lot here. I, I really wish that, you know, I uh, could do my uh, fresh cut lock. But, you know, I've already pulled the trigger on two of them. But I like Arkansas a lot on this. Should be a fascinating one, whether there's a letdown there or not. Here's another one that just you cannot make anything of, at least in my opinion. Vanderbilt is plus 13 and a half at home against South Carolina. South Carolina doesn't really beat anyone good, but Muschamp kind of makes his hay by beating these teams long enough to just stick around. Probably not getting fired this year because of the whole COVID situation and the, you know, paying large buyouts and all that. Vandy is plus 13 and a half at home against South Carolina. Vandy played A&M really scrappy the first week, whatever you want to make of that, and then LSU just trounced them 41-7 to last week. I'm going to go with the Doors one more time, and if they screw me this time, I might throw them in the same category as the two New York professional football teams and just not allow myself to ever touch them again. I'll go Vandy one more time here. Derek Mason needs a win. I don't really see South Carolina being explosive enough to really run away with this thing. 13... And a half-point road favorite for South Carolina. Can't in good faith do that. I'll go Vandy. Yeah, uh, well, I'll also do another podcast with Neil McReady and his daughter. And uh, it's actually a Zoom. Zoom. Uh, it's a Zoom meeting or whatever it is. So uh, I've never Zoomed before until I started doing this. So last week I went 5-1. and one And my one loss was actually Vanderbilt. So... Uh, so I didn't think I was going to lose Vanderbilt last week with the whole fancy uh, uh, helmets and whatnot. But, um, you know, Vanderbilt let me down. I could have gone 6-0 and on that podcast and been like, know what I was doing and that whole nine yards. So I'm going to go with South Carolina to roll them up. South Carolina it is. USC, I think. I think that is all, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. No, who are we missing? Do we have bye weeks this week? Did I miss a game? Why is this thing frozen? I'm trying to think. Let's see. Who did I miss? Who did I miss? Oh, Uh, LSU-Missouri. That game is now in Columbia. I just saw across my ticker, Elia Drinkowitz said on his uh, weekly radio show that uh, one positive test has resulted in seven Missouri players missing for this game. This game has been moved to Columbia because – of Hurricane Delta. LSU's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Drinkowitz didn't specify, as best I can tell, looking it up, who is going to be missing and who isn't. Um, I don't think LSU's that good. I'm going to go Missouri here. I think Missouri's confident enough to make this a game at home. I'm going to go Mizzou here, plus 13-and-a-half. Well, I mean, you kind of look at LSU. They kind of found something in the second half, but uh, you look at the other side of the field, and it was Vanderbilt, so... Uh, cannot really give them much credit on that. You look at a Missouri team that underneath a new coach, they've gone to Tennessee. Um, they've played Alabama. Uh, they played some good. So that team's known, uh, uh, you know, know what good talent's all about. I, I'm uh, man. I just, I don't, I, I mean, is LSU that good? Is it how, I mean, I didn't see any of that. I just kind of watched it on the football and the line moved and it kept on moving and then it like scored a touchdown afterwards. So I didn't get to see any of that uh, LSU Vanderbilt. I know Vanderbilt's terrible. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I just, LSU, I think Brennan's fine. I think the offensive line is okay. I think they have some problems defensively getting Stingley back helps. I don't know what to make of LSU yet. This is a tough one. Yeah. Um, since you took Missouri, I'll take LSU. I mean, you know, just got to keep everybody on their toes. That rounds out the college slate this week. NFL, now shifting to the NFL, we've got an interesting one. You've got my Tennessee Titans just really wreaking havoc on the NFL schedule. They continue to test positive for COVID-19. Apparently have just been recklessly breaking protocols. Uh, They were told not to practice together after the shutdown, after they were initially had positive tests. Did so anyway at a high school. uh, Shockingly resulted in more positive tests. They're throwing the schedule out of whack. That game is not online right now, so we won't be picking that one. And Denver and New England is going to happen, but 
New England had one positive test in addition to Cam Newton and haven't been practicing. That game's going to go on a schedule. I'm assuming this is offline because they just don't know who's going to play and who's not. So it looks like we're going to have 12 NFL games to pick from, starting with the one tonight. This is our wake-up-a-winner game of the week. This game will already happen by the time most of you listen to this. The Chicago Bears are plus three and a half at home against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. What a fascinating game because Chicago Bears and Nick Foles just disgraced themselves and their families last week against the Colts. I felt really good about that one. Didn't score a touchdown until the game was pretty much out of consequence. Foles looked horrid. I think that Colts defense is low-key going to be one of the uh, better defenses in the last five years, and no one just really uh, kind of notices yet. They have a ton of talent on that side of the ball. I'm going to go New England here. I'll, I mean, excuse me. I'm going to go Tampa here. I don't trust the Bears. I don't trust Foles. New England minus three and a half on the road. Yeah, I have. I mean, you know, that Colts D is very sneaky good. And, uh, uh, man, that uh, it made Nick Foles look really bad regardless if he won a Super Bowl or not. Um, yeah, you know, I, I hate to get back get back on the uh, let's pick the same picks, though. But, you know, smart minds think a lot. So I'm going to go with you on that. I think uh, Tampa Bay rolls here. Yeah, I, I'm not. Should I could say, say this would be I said New England, Tampa, New England, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't even know where New England came from. It was Cam Newton was on my New mind. Tampa. As I'm, New Tampa, we can call him New Tampa. As I'm talking about Tom Brady, that's a uh, quite the brain pretzel there. Here's a fascinating one. Carolina is plus one and a half at the dreadful Atlanta Falcons, who tried, I guess, on Monday Night Football, but are just horrid. Green Bay's really good. I guess you can't crush them for that. The 0-4 Atlanta Falcons. Carolina looked rough the first two weeks, but they're good. Like, they have enough talent. They've won two games in a row without Christian McCaffrey. I don't see why Atlanta's favored in this. I believe this opened at three and has dropped all the way to one and a half already, so people are going on Carolina. I'll still ride with Carolina here. I think they win the game and get to three and two. I think they've got something with Matt Rule there. Their defense isn't that great. You can't name any players on their defense at all, but Bridgewater's okay. Some talent at receiver. And Atlanta's just dreadful. I mean, if this is a 10-point game in the fourth quarter, who do you think is going to win? Like, Carolina could be trailing by 10, and I would have full confidence. I'll go Carolina here. Yeah, I think uh, – I mean, how many wins did I have in the NFL last weekend? Like three or four? I think my one uh, money line was uh, Carolina last weekend against Arizona. So, um, you know, Carolina's a good club. I have to agree with you on this. And uh, – I've told myself I'm never going to bet on the Atlanta Falcons ever again. You know, I've been instilled into my head. So we're going to finally pull the trigger on it. And then we're going to probably lose this bet just because we pulled the trigger on not betting on uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So we'll go with you on this Carolina. Let's roll. And I'm going to officially put the Oedipath. I don't even know. I can't talk today. I'm going to put the tombstone on the Atlanta Falcons 2020 season. I'm throwing Carolina as my second. Uh, lane train lock of the week. So RIP to the Atlanta there Falcons. There you go. I like it. Let's go. How Dan Quinn has not been fired yet is actually kind of amazing. Maybe they wait to the bye week, but I'm throwing a lock here. Carolina is a much better coached football team, and they have a competent quarterback again, and they don't cough up leads notoriously. Absolutely, I think, Carolina I, yeah, lock. I think I think this is just a very basic smarts over sense. If that makes any if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I'm burying them here. This is the end of their season. Chiefs Raiders, Chiefs minus eleven and a half. Raiders look good for the first couple of weeks. They don't really have a defense or a pass rush. Cars okay. They run the ball okay. This is stay away central for me. To, but we don't do that on this show. So I'll go Kansas City. This screams like it's a seven point game late as they sleepwalking Kansas City puts it away. It's a huge number, but I'll go KC here. I mean, obviously, it seemed like uh, halfway through the uh, Patriots in Kansas City that Bill Belichick is the only person that can stop uh, Mahomes. But it just seems like every time Mahomes plays, he gets and he, he figures it out. And then the third and fourth quarter, I mean, they just go on a tear and they cover whatever line that's thrown out there. Um, there was an actual live bet on – the uh, Baltimore, Kansas City that I took plus 14 and a half that I pulled the trigger on that just because better quarterback. I really like Mahomes here, but like I said, this is a trap game. And uh, 
I'm going to take the trap. You know, it's kind of like that corn dog, uh, you know, with the box in the Grove that nobody's going to see this year because we can't hang out in the Grove. But this is one of those uh, moments to where you grab that corn dog. So I, I like uh, I like the Raiders here, the Las Vegas Raiders. I actually kind of like that the more and more you say it. I'm sticking with my pick, but that's a huge number, and they're competent. And sometimes the Chiefs just look disinterested because they're so much better than everyone else. They just kind of sleepwalk their way through games. I think you saw that with the Chargers uh, Chiefs game a couple weeks ago. I like your pick better than mine, but I'm going to stick with it off a of principle. The Washington professional football team is a plus seven home dog to the L.A. Rams. They benched Dwayne Haskins. Washington's an interesting team. I'm not sure how much of this is Dwayne Haskins' fault. Like, the scheme doesn't look great. He has good weapons, though, and their defense is good. So I just wonder if Kyle Allen makes any difference here. The Rams looked really good through two weeks, slogged their way against the Giants last week. I'm I'm going to go Rams very reluctantly here. I just think... Washington stinks. I don't know if Kyle Allen's going to make a difference. I don't like laying seven here on the road, but I'm going to do it just because I just think Washington, like they have a notion for coughing up spreads late. They did it against Cleveland. I'm going to go LA here. Yeah, well, this is a travel rule. So I'm just going to have to uh, stick to my guns here and just roll with the travel rule regardless who the quarterback is for the Washington Football Club or whatever they are. But I will uh, bounce back on the Chiefs bet that you took. Uh, that's a good teaser to add in with those uh, three uh, SEC games to complete a good four-game parlay if you want to have some good action, three games in the SEC, and then turn around if you win those three games. You know, you got the, the Kansas City as a pickle pretty much, so – uh, but uh, with that being said, sorry, I had to just venture off and say that uh, I, I like, I'm just going to go with the Washington football team and just uh, just because it's just a travel. I can't get any feel for this game. Like if Washington won that game outright, like it's not stunning me either. Right. Like, I, like I'm going to go with the better team there. I think Washington kind of stinks. Like yeah. late in games, if you it, notice, Ron Rivera just kind of gives up. Have you noticed yeah, that? He doesn't burn timeouts to cover spreads. Yeah, I've noticed that quickly. Oh, yeah. It's just the most NFL game ever. You know, it's just like you're like uh, they're all professional athletes and you're, you'd be shocked that, you know, the Washington Redskins beat the, char- uh, the, um, the Rams here on this. All right. So you win Washington. I win L.A. Next one, we've got a really, really junky game. Houston Texans are a six-point home favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars. They fired head coach Bill O'Brien this week, and then they followed it up by follow, uh, by firing general manager Bill O'Brien this week. He The reports of him and J.J. Watt getting into it after practice, uh, I don't know much about Bill O'Brien. I watched the Texans hard knocks a couple years ago. He just seems like kind of a world-class asshole with a huge temper, like – He's pro- like he entered that whole internet phase where if you like if you make enough dumb decisions in primetime games, the internet just acts like you're the dumbest person on earth. He won like five division titles. I don't think he's that bad. The head coach GM dynamic rarely works out. Belichick's literally one of the few who's ever been able to do it. That being said, I'll go Gardner Minshew here and I'll take Jacksonville on the road. I think Houston's a mess and I think they're just playing out the string in October. And that's a long time to be playing out the spring. Give me the Jags. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, sitting here trying not to agree with you, but I have to agree with you. Uh, if any of these two clubs had the option of hiring Eric Bimini uh, as the offense uh, offense coordinator from uh, Kansas City, I would do that right now. Uh, I think the Houston fit with him would be really well because he fits, he would unlock you know, Watson. He he would love Watson just because he's very he's you know very similar to uh, Mahomes. So um, I'm hoping that that works out just because you know I, I think he he deserves a shot and you know why not Houston take a chance on that? You know you've got the quarterback that's very similar to uh, Mahomes. I've I've lost so much on the damn Texans. I, I'm really good with not ever betting with them. I would love to put them in the category with the Falcons and the Giants and the Jets, just because, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, do I think J.J. Watt 
had problem had a uh, conversation? Probably so, because I think JJ Watt could probably have a conversation uh, with anybody, uh, and, and it'd be very heated, and he would be good. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to go with JJ Watt. I'm going to think that, you know, um, you know, it was just a bad situation. You know, yes, he might've done a couple division titles, but, uh, his time has come and gone and he's not Bill Bill, uh, Bill Belichick and, uh, you know, they need to move forward. So, uh, I'm not going to take Houston here. I'm going to go though, go with you and take the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm and I might sprinkle a little money line here. That is not my LB's lock, a lane train lock of the week, but I will go Jackson yeah, plus I'll six take LB's. The damn money line. You give me the money line, but I'm not going to take it as my lock because I got a couple more up my sleeve. I'm going, I'm spinning my third. I love the Jags in this spot. Um, you know, I jumped the shark here because this next game I probably should use it here. Eric, this is a simple one. Arizona is minus seven on the road at the New York Jets, and the New York Jets are an absolute disgrace. They got beat at home by double digits by a third-string quarterback last week who plays for the Denver Broncos. Brett Ripon? Ripien? I don't even know how to say it. The, the Jets are one of the worst NFL teams I've ever seen. We've made this short and simple. We're not allowed to do this anymore. I'll allow you to break the rule if you want, but uh, I think Arizona bounces back this week. Yeah, just give me Arizona. Let's go next. Yeah. <laughs> That's short, sweet, and to the point. Interesting yeah. game here. Philly saves their season. I say saves their season. They jumped into first place in the NFC East because that division is just absolutely atrocious. Um, last week on a Sunday night game, beating the San Francisco 49ers, Nick Mullins made just a couple horrendous throws. You know, that game turns out different and Jimmy D's back. Philly didn't really look great, but, I mean, they got the job done, I guess. Pittsburgh is minus seven, and I don't really know what to make of Pittsburgh, but... I'm going to go Pittsburgh here. I think they're a lot better than Philly. I think though someone's going to win the NFC East at like six wins, and it's going to be hilarious. I'm going to go Pitt here minus seven. And who they're playing? Uh, they're the Eagles. Pitt, Pittsburgh minus seven against the Eagles at home in Pittsburgh. Man, you know, I, I, I'm just going to have to say that uh, it's amazing what a win will do to a program, and uh, I think the Eagles, I'm going to take the Eagles here. You know, they uh, – I didn't think they had a shot at San Francisco last week, and they went in there and won a ugly game, and, you know, whatever. We'll take the Eagles here. Cincinnati's plus 13.5 at Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I don't have a lot to add with this game. The Ravens are – like, Lamar Jackson's really good at beating bad teams, so they pushed last week against the – the uh, Washington football team were up like three scores most of the game, allowed a trash score after they let RG3 come in the game and throw a pick last week that screwed up the spread for a lot of people and went in a push. Maybe you lost it depending on the number you had. Thoughts and prayers that that was the case. I like Joe Burrow, but th that Ravens defense is going to destroy him in that offensive line. I'll go Ravens here because Lamar Jackson beats bad teams. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. But, you know, I, I think I'm still going to uh, stay in the stirrups with Joe, Joe Burrow as my jockey. You know, he's a winner. He wins football games. He grinds away. He's not going to give up on me. So, uh, I, I'm, uh, I know that Lamar Jackson is my fantasy quarterback, and I'm going to have a double win here. But I think Joe Burrow finds a way. I mean, did he come out with that first mic'd up with – uh, this weekend, or it came out on Twitter and he's like being mic'd up. I have not seen that video, but I'm not saying it didn't happen. You have you have to watch that. I think that I mean, man, I like Joe Burrow. I, I think I, I'll, I'll ride with him whenever whenever uh, whenever he wants to uh, play. So I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow here. I like Cincinnati. Bengals, it is. Uh, San Francisco's minus nine, first of the late games at home against the uh, Miami Dolphins. This one's easy for me. I don't know if Garoppolo is back this week, but I'm not sure whether or not I care. San Francisco's a little bit of an injured mess. Don't really have the same bite defensively without Bosa and the other guy they lost on the defensive line whose name is escaping me. I don't know why I feel so confident about this, but I'm going Miami, plus nine. Yeah, uh, and this is San Francisco or Miami? I'm going to uh, San Francisco plus nine. It's at San Francisco. It's or I'm going to Miami plus nine at San Francisco, I should say. 
you know, and, and I hate to go against my travel rule here, but, you know, I've kind of been on the Dolphins throughout we started this podcast. And, you know, that they, they, I mean, they, pl- they played tough with that uh, Seattle team last weekend. And, uh, um, I, you know, I have to agree with you again. You know, I hate to do agree with you because it just doesn't uh, make good uh, ratings for the podcast. But, you know, let's go with the Dolphins here. Yeah, I wish they'd play Tua. That's my only complaint with them. They're not a good team. They're a frisky team, and why not play the rookie quarterback? Maybe they're worried about his health. Hell, I don't know. But we uh, we shall see. I mean, my, it's, 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 like a, it's like a thoroughbred horse. You have to be patient with it, you know? Like, you have to give it one race and get dirt in his face, and uh, he learns from it. So, uh, you know, it's very similar to, like, a horse racing, but – uh, I, I know that they're going to pull the trigger on Tua eventually, but, you know, you just got to make sure the time's right for it. Fair enough. So we both go Miami there. I am about to pull the sin of all sins. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm, Dallas sitting, down, is, I'm sitting down and I just opened up a, a, a brand new beer. Good, because you're going to need it and maybe maybe some hard liquor. Dallas is minus eight and a half. Right here in Arlington, a mile from the apartment I'm currently sitting in, against the New York football giants. And I'm throwing my fourth lock of the week on the New York G-Men at plus eight and a half. Thoughts? Breaking rules and throwing down my lock. Man, I mean, mean, it's hard for me not to agree with you, but, you know, um, there's a reason why there's bookies and casinos and there's people that go there. So I'll take that bet. Hell yeah. So I've got a co-pilot on this one. I just think that was his defense. If you look at the numbers is historically bad and the giants kind of figured some stuff out last week. If Jones hadn't have thrown that bad pick at the end of the game, the giants actually had a really, really good shot. I mean, they're 20 something yards away from having a chance to tie the game against the Rams last week. Their defense looked better. They kind of scooped up Devontae Freeman across the from uh, off the street. He's been a good running back for them. If Danny Dobbs doesn't fumble, and I'm not sure Dallas has the pass rush to make him fumble as much as he loves to, I think the Giants, even at 0-3 or 0-4, whatever the hell they are, are figuring it out a little bit. I like the Giants in this spot. Fair so, uh, since you live in Texas and everything, so you'll, you'll be able to put on a Texan uh, a Dallas Cowboys jersey and said, I bet on the, uh, on the, on the Giants and post it on Twitter. Can we get some I don't know how that, that works, uh, but if I went to my <laughs> local establishment right up the street from my house, they probably wouldn't take too kindly to me announcing that I bet against the Cowboys. No, uh, that's maybe what I, was just, I was just trying to throw that out there, but no, uh, and like I said, I, I, uh, the, the the Cowboys aren't that bad. I just think Dak just needs to figure it out. I don't know what's going on. I think they made a draft bad draft pick with C.D. Lamb, and there was some other options that would have been better with the team. But um, just because you like the Giants so much, you know, just give me the action. I'll take I'll take the uh, the old cowgirls. So you're going Cowboys here. You're not riding me with me. Yeah, on this. no, I want your action. I want your action. If you're fair so enough, confident, if you're so confident, I, I want your action. I, I, I'll take the other side. It's more boldness. I'm feeling more bold than confident. And well, speaking I mean, of, you know, you just moved to Texas and you've take, you've uh, done a couple of high school Texas football games, so you're almost kind of you know almost against them. I think. Speaking of the having a, a bold play, I have no feel for this game. Cleveland is plus one at home against the Indianapolis Colts. I think you're starting to see a little bit of a trend here. If Phillip Rivers doesn't turn the ball over, Indy's got pretty good weapons, a good offensive line, and a damn salty defense that might end up being one of the top two defenses in the NFL. This is a tough one for me to take on the road. The Browns don't have Chubb, so I'm probably going Indianapolis here. I will point out that the Browns, with Chubb healthy and Kareem Hunt, how they, they may continue it without Chubb, even with him hurt for a few weeks. But, man, like they, they figured something out with this power run game stuff they've got going on, and uh, I'm a fan of it. But that said, I'm going to go Indy here. I'm a big believer in the Colts now after watching them the last couple weeks, particularly what that defense did against the Bears last week. I'm, uh, I'm all in. 
Yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to think what podcast it was. I think I dove off in the uh, the Colts to uh, to win the AFC. Well, or get to win the win the division at least. Um, uh, please call me out if I didn't say that, but. Uh, it just seems like uh, Phyllis Rivers uh, works out uh, and, he, you know, got out of uh, San Diego and he gets to a club and, you know, that damn defense is salty, like you were saying. And I, I really, really like Indianapolis here and I'm going to go with you. And then actually on top of going with you, I think I'm just going to go ahead and go with my lock here on this. I, I like Indianapolis to roll. Let me look at this uh I got to look at how many of these I get to spend. Like, I I, I, that's my third one. I think I, uh, that's my third one. No, that is your third one. You definitely have one left. I'll, I mean, you definitely have, so that was your I third one. You, you have two, two left. left. And I think I have one, but. Mm, no, I, I no I'm, saving I'm saving Kentucky. it. I'm saving it. I mean, you know, shit. You've got I'm saving it. Back. You got two left. I was looking for my sake. Do I want to spend my last one here? But I'm saving it. Um, Sunday night football action. You've got the Minnesota Vikings against the Seattle Seahawks. Minnesota held on to beat a just kind of fledgling uh, Houston team last week. Bill O'Brien out the door. Um, just not a good situation there. But to their credit, the uh, the the uh, Minnesota Vikings looked a lot better last week, looked a lot more competent offensively. I don't know if that's Houston's just bad. This is right in the no-field zone for me because, man, like, I just uh, – I don't know what to make of the, uh, this because Seattle's good, but their defense stinks. It's just kind of all Russell Wilson. I'll hold my nose and go to the Vikings here. I think a touchdown is too much. I'll go Minnesota here. I don't have a great feel for this, but I'm still going to say it. This is at Minnesota, right? No, this is in uh, This is in Seattle. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and use my last one. I'll, I'll take Seattle all day long. I just uh, – Seattle's uh, proven their point there. They went to uh, to Miami last week, and that was a trap game forever, uh, if I've ever seen one. And they uh, they grinded away. I think Seattle's pretty legit. Um, I think it they're wanting to be a uh, yeah, Kansas City Seattle uh, Super Bowl. I, I, I think I, if I could take a prop bet right now, I would take Seattle Kansas City Super Bowl right now. That's a that's a bold play, but I don't necessarily hate it. Russell Wilson's having one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. He's uh he's been awesome. So you're you just used your last one on Seattle there. I'm holding mine. I have one more game in mind. We still technically have three more games to pick. I'm gonna try to hunt down this Denver line. New England is minus ten at Denver as of right now. That could change. So I might th- I reserve the right, and I should have done this last week because we bet New England before Cam tested positive. So really, we shouldn't count that as a loss um, because that game changed completely. But whatever, it is what it is. As of right now, Denver is plus ten at home against the New England Patriots. I'll go New England, even though I have no feel for this. Like if Denver kept this close, wouldn't stun me. Give me Denver. Denver. I mean, okay. I, I, I literally, I, I literally played. Uh, we we had uh, we played poker on Monday night at the Como Steakhouse, and literally, I saw how bad that New England offense is without somebody that knows what they're doing. I mean, I'm not going to say. I think this out. line is banking on Cam playing, though. I think so, Cam so can test Cam his playing. way out of it. I mean, you can't sucker me in now on that. On that, so is Cam playing or not? I, I there's no okay, dude. There's he I'm not. That he tweeted he had a mask on. So I'm gar- So I can't guarantee this, but dude, there is no way in earth on earth, right, that New England is favored by ten points with what, Brian uh, Hoyer, or Jared Stidham playing. What time's the game at? It's a Sunday afternoon game. I jumped the chart just because it was offline at the place I was looking at, but I just looked it up elsewhere. Denver plus 10, that has to account for Cam playing. So, in your mind, we'll reserve the right to change it. I'll take Denver. All right, Denver plus 10, even with Cam playing. I don't hate that bet. I I, I think there's absolutely no way in hell that line is accounting for Cam not playing because New England, like to your point, is not 10 points better than anyone, maybe even including the Jets with Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer playing quarterback. So I think that line is definitely accounting for Cam playing. This is kind of the reality of this COVID season. You kind of got a lot of weird things going on, um, and you just kind of got to roll with the punches. If that game ends up getting too weird, I'll throw it out. But that's neither here or there. 
Um, Sunday. Or I mean, Tuesday, you know, they're dropping like flies out there. Yeah, as long as they can just get through this next month or so, I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll be okay. Sunday, Monday night football: Chargers at the Saints. The Saints are minus seven and a half at home in the dome with, I think, very limited capacity. If I'm not mistaken, my fifth lock of the week is the LA Chargers. I think they've got a good defense. I think Herbert's been awesome. He had the one bad week against the Bucks, but they ended up, or not against the Bucks. They had one bad week against Carolina. He looked pretty good against the Bucks last week. They probably should have won that game. I don't think the Saints are seven and a half points better than the Chargers. That's my last LB's lane train lock of the week. Well, I mean, obviously, I would just want to accept your action on this for sure because I think uh, New Orleans is a, is a good bet here. Uh, I don't know if Michael Thomas is coming out, but, um, you know, you look at a Saints team that was down 14 nothing against the uh, Matt, Patricia, Greg Jones lookalike uh, person. So, um, you know, New Orleans showed some character. Uh, I, I, I like New Orleans a lot here. Uh, I will gladly accept your bet on that. So give me New Orleans for sure. Rattled off 35 straight last week. That was pretty impressive and just proves maybe the Lions are more incompetent than we're giving With, Without Mike Thomas. So, I mean, you know, that's a, uh, you know, that's a big deal, man. He's a, he's a good wide receiver, and he helps that offense out a lot. Buffalo and Tennessee is still very much up in the air. They claim they're playing the game Tuesday. There's no reliable line I can get. So we're going to hold off on this week. That is our picks for week number five. Is that number five in the NFL? We already threw five weeks. I don't know. I've, I've lost count after one. This is week five. That's crazy stuff. Week five in the NFL. That was fun as always, dude. Uh, be sure to check out. We've got some post-game content coming on yeah, Saturday. I, might to, I might have to dive in with you and uh, Colin on a little post-game action. Absolutely, uh, dude. Maybe we can get the three-way Skype going. We pretty much just spitball whatever we saw through our beer-fogged glasses. But be sure to check that out. I'll have a post-game column Sunday. Any special deals going on with the store you didn't mention earlier? Yeah, no, I mean, we always have the Lane Train Special, which is a five- to six-ounce bacon wrap filet for 10 bucks. Uh, got some salmon, got some shrimp. Got some scallops. Uh, got you know, just got the standard stuff. We, we just don't know what's going to go on with this weekend. You know, whenever rain comes in the forecast, uh, but we're completely going to be stocked up. I know Zach for sure is doing some fresh ribeye sausage. We're doing some chicken spinach feta sausage, some uh, flying pig, some Swayze. So we'll have plenty of uh, fresh sausages ready to go. Um, duck poppers, fresh chicken breast. So. You know, always uh, give us a call if there's a particular thing you're looking for, 662-259-2999. And just, you know, just let us know. If there's something you're looking for, we'll get you taken care of. And one last housekeeping note, I guess I'll just roll through our locks of the week. Greg went Kentucky, Florida, Jags, Seattle. And did you only use four? You only use four. I don't know. Uh, can we add Coors uh, Banquet Beer, Yellow Jackets, a little stubbies? We'll add that. To no, the, Indy. To Sorry, my... you had Indy. You had Indy. My bad. You did oh, get yeah. to five. Love that. So, Indy. UK, Florida, NFL, you went Jags, Indy, Seattle. I went UK, Carolina, Jags, New York Giants, and LA Chargers. So those are our five real picks. We'll start adding them in a separate tally next week. Be safe, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. Go check him out, LB's University Avenue across from Kroger. See you next week, my friend. Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, quick question. Do we, what do we do with the Venmo uh, thing? Do we? Whoever, I'll tweet out the link to this podcast. Yeah, I'll tweet out the link to the podcast in the morning. Drop your Venmos. And yeah, uh, because of five, our word week okay, last week. $5 was, Venmo action. Come on. Th- let's uh, drop us a five-star rating. We'll give you $5. We appreciate everybody that listens. Yeah, prove that you listen. Drop your Venmo right now. Even if you're driving, let someone else take the wheel. Just kidding. Don't text and drive or tweet and drive or Venmo and drive. Pull over and maybe do it later. Everyone have a great weekend. Venmo, take the wheel. All right, man, I enjoyed it. Y'all have a good weekend. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.